0: Welcome to the first episode of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast. I'm Kyle Gregg and this is my podcast partner, the fellow runner, Tom Bryan. Hello listeners,
1: Kyle and I are both runners from Northeast north-east of Scotland and we feel that there's a real need for a Scottish running-based podcast. And since at least one of us knows what we're talking about, why not us? Now when I say one of us, I clearly I mean Kyle. I'm sure anyone tuning into the podcast will be aware, but in case you're not closely following the elite ultra marathoning circuit, Kyle is a GB International trail runner. He's been competing at a top level locally and nationally for years on the hill and road, and the last couple of years he's made the transition into ultra-running and is absolutely tearing it up. Following a strong performance at the Haworth Hobble 50k trail race last year, he was selected to run for GB at the World Ultra Trail, trail Champs where he was first Brit home and 26th overall. He's followed up this year with an impressive fifth place at the Tarawera Marathon in New Zealand, which was a 100k race. His resume is further stacked with other achievements, such as second place at last year's Loch Ness Marathon, uh, and he was even yesterday, or this weekend, crowned the Scottish Ultra Trail Champion. He's got a wealth of experience and views to share on training, which we think will be great for the listeners, and hopefully you'll be able to take advantage of learning from this man.
0: Tom, that was far too generous of you. I'm nowhere near an elite runner like Mo Farah, but I can at least try to be. I've known Tom for probably around 10 years now, back in our University Athletics days. Although we were in different universities, Tom was in Edinburgh and myself in the University of Aberdeen. We always bumped into each other from university cross-country, booze-related events around the UK, such as the Isle of Man Eastern Festival of Money, where you run from. One town to the other, and you drink about 13 pints, about 12 or 13 pounds. Um, so, yeah, so I've known him for quite a long time now. Since he's moved back to Aberdeen, we hooked up. Um, I'm not going to give his all a gay joke because he didn't think our wives would be happy. Um, he twisted my arm into joining Metro Aberdeen Road Running Club from my existing running club, which was Forest Highways. Um, I was a member of Forest Highways for about 20 years. But yeah, it made sense uh, to move clubs and, uh, since I was living in Aberdeen. So, yes, yeah, so Tom is the current male club captain of the club, Metro that is, and he does a sterling job of getting the boys out in force to race and is one of the best club leaders I know. Saying that, I'm only a member of one club, so I can't really uh, judge too much. Aside from his superb organising skills as a club captain and a husband, he is, not to me, <laughs> to Fiona. <laughs> uh, He has been smashing his PBs on the road. Ten years ago, he was a 315 marathon runner and an 84-minute half marathon, and now he runs a 239 and a 72-minute half. Incredible progression, I would say. I blame his success on his better half, Fiona, who keeps chomping at Tom's old times and who herself is an extremely talented Scottish international runner on the road and cross-country. What are you guys going to expect from this podcast? Well, hopefully this is going to give you a good flavour of what's happening in the world of... Or in, in Scotland, the world of athletics, mainly distance running, um, but also just local running news as well in Scotland. Um, general running news, um, our views on what's going on. We're going to chat about our own training as well. Um, also just feedback and maybe some of the kit that we use. Um, and most importantly... And hopefully, it'll be quite interesting to get some interviews going, um, and yeah, hopefully, have interest in running people uh, across the northeast and
1: beyond. I mean, we both we both listen to podcasts, be it US track podcasts or ultra ultra marathon podcasts, and it's great to hear a discussion about the athletic scene over there, and and even in England on some podcasts. And we just think we have an opinion, so let's share it on what's going on in Scotland.
0: Yeah, so. I think we'll just get stuck in, because he's probably fallen asleep. Hopefully he's aren't running listening to this,
1: because
0: <laughs> you're probably going to throw yourself or run off a cliff. So hopefully we'll keep it short and sweet, and as it gets better, hopefully a little bit more fluent as well. Um, so yeah, we'll kick off with some um, running news in Scotland.
1: So I think the, the big thing we have to kick off with is this last weekend's uh, event. So there's two big events this weekend. The first one we want to talk about, is the Highland Fling, which is an ultramarathon. Um, and this year has uh, been the, and possibly previous years, I'm not sure, but certainly this year, was the Scottish Ultra Trail Championships. So you listeners are in for a treat. Kyle is the Scottish Ultra Trail Champion, having won the event yesterday. And uh, yeah, so Kyle, do you want to tell me, as someone who doesn't run ultramarathons, and many of our listeners who probably don't run an ultramarathoners, uh, both of them. Um, what What is the race? What's it like to run it? And, you know, how did you find it?
0: Yeah, I'll give you a bit of background as to what the Highland Fling is. Um, a little bit more than what, what Tom's mentioned. Ultra running is probably quite a new thing to some of years, but um, but I would recommend it. I mean, I've been, I think as Tom's pointed out, uh, we've been running for some time now. I've only recently started getting into ultra running. Um, my last, my first, Ultra race was um last year. Uh as Tom mentioned, it was the Howarth Hobble, which was a fifty K race and it was a trial for the G B team for the World Trail Running Champs. Um so yeah, my experience as an Ultra Runner has been been fairly positive. Um I've managed to do quite well so far. Um but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's been been easy. It's 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 okay when you start, but by the time you get to the last uh, the second half it's it's a bit of a struggle and it's all quite you know a bit more mental than than physical because physically your body can hardly move it's going so slow and um, so the bi- probably the biggest difference between a marathon and, and an ultra marathon is the the pace you go at um obviously because you're going potentially twice as long so the highland fling was it was 52.4 miles around about 53 miles um so double a marathon um, it was my second longest ultra marathon um but it 's not only not only the di- the distance it 's also the elevation in the terrain that you 're running on compared to a road marathon well, it 's obviously going to be in road um, and it 's only twenty six miles so in terms of pace and time um there's a there 's more emphasis on 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 that than than an ultramarathon. um so yeah so it 's a lot slower um but equally it 's probably a lot prettier because you get to see. Um, some fantastic scenery, uh, so yeah. No, not to mention the, the Highland thing, you know. We got to run more than half of the West Highland Way, uh, and that was from Milguy to Tindrum. Um, so yeah. So I, that, that, that's really it in, in terms of uh, the the race mean,
1: itself. I mean, you did really well. To win is is a you know win a Scottish title is is something I can only dream of. Unfortunately, but not only that, not only did you bring the title home for Metro Aberdeen. I'm going to put my captain's hat on here again and uh, celebrate the fact that we won the team prize as well, which was a great
0: result. We um, we, we knew we might have a shout given that we've got quite a good um, a few good ultra runners in the club. Um, Dave Andrews, uh, the old man Dave, uh, as as I was calling him, I'm, I'm sure he's happy that I call him that now. But anyway, he's he's old, but he's still quite fast for an so. old guy. Uh, and also Dwayne Bat, um, we've actually got a few ultra runners in the club who are. Uh, dwayne bat uh, dave Dave Moore as well, um so yeah. yeah, but yeah, the actual race itself um i was I went off and I set out the first goal really was to 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 win the race um and the second goal was to try and have a have a poke at the record, which was held by the legendary um, local guy rob sinclair um, and uh, yeah, I got halfway i was I was on course for the record and mile twelve, but bear in mind it's fifty two miles, fifty three miles, so going going out too hard can can have uh, consequences later on in the race, which it certainly did for me. Um but before before the, the kind of the last quarter of it, um there was a f- it was fairly runnable um, most of the section, most of the race. Um other than probably about eight to ten miles of it where it was quite um gnarly or technical, rocky, full of uh tree roots and i am absolutely hopeless in that kind of stuff i'm dancing around like a fairy effing and jeffing that i can't go as, go that smooth over these rocks and roots and um, so i lost quite a lot of time um, and i think once i got out of that section i realized i wasn't on course for the record anymore so plan b came along and it was just to win the race um, and luckily i held on to the win so you did superbly to win the men's race
1: kyle so just to recap some of the other results, so Kyle finished in first place in seven hours and six minutes. Second place was John Connolly from Pylon Racing in 7.36, and then John Ellis from Ealing, Sutherland, Middlesex, AC, 7.37. On the woman's side, the first lady home was Rachel Normand of Carnethy Hill Running Club, a strong Edinburgh-based club, and she was in 8.22, Second female, Nicola Duncan, also of Carneti Hill Running Club, 8.26. And rounding out the women's podium was Gemma Carter of Serpentine RC in 8.46. So, strong field. Um, You can see the Hill Running Club's coming to the fore there, which is good to see.
0: Yeah. And a huge shout out to our fellow club mate, old man Dave Andrews, who was third? Yeah, bronze. Bronze, you got a bronze. Um, Obviously, it was the Scottish Championship as well, so... Uh, yeah, a, a really good weekend for the club uh, at the Highland Fling.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're going to try and not be too too biased towards our own club, but when we're celebrating national medals, you need to figure the face a little bit. So so that's the Highland Fling. Uh, the other big event this weekend was the Stirling Marathon.
0: Yeah, and that was a fantastic, um, fantastic race. Uh, some uh, cracking results from a few of the guys that we know and, um, Scottish, champs. Scottish Champs as well. Um the Scottish Marathon Championships. So just a bit bit of background, the, the the last couple of years the Scottish Championships has been held wait for it in England. Um and it's been uh, it's been part of the London Marathon, which is also a British championship event as well. So there's been a little bit of controversy surrounding the fact that the, the Scottish Championships is in is in isn't in our own country. Um but equally it's it's been been the basis of uh, some of the trials for the Olympics, the World yeah. Championships, the Commonwealth Games. Um, so it's been. The idea is to enhance the event. Some people are are you know not not happy. It's there, but yeah, thankfully it's back in Scotland for for this year, and we'll see what happens uh, next year. Um, but yeah, the, the winner of the Sterling Marathons, uh, one of our friends, Michael Wright. Um, who won it in two hours and 29. So he's going to be absolutely delighted with a, with a win. Um,
1: it's good. It's, it's really good to see. I mean, Mikey Wright is a guy. I mean, you know Mikey. I don't know him so well, but, you know, been around the scene a long time. He's been in a central squad that is really strong. He's consistently appearing in road relay teams, picking up medals, cross-country relay teams, picking up medals. So to see him, you know, a, a lad like that who's trained hard, got running at a very high standard, picking up a, a national championship title is, is great. It's really good, really pleased for him.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome result for Michael. Um, he's, he's getting right into the marathons. The last, um, in fact, the last time I was running with him was, was at London last year when uh, I went off like a bat out of hell and, and really suffered the second half. Uh, me and Michael were together Again, no gay jokes here. Um, we were together at the uh, at the end. Uh, he 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 was. We were having a little um a little a little convo while we we're running. Um, and he just zoomed past me. I think he finished in two hours and twenty eight, two hours twenty seven. Right. Um, so yeah. But another top result for for us was who was second, Tom?
1: Second at the Stone Martin. It was. Um now you're testing me. We, we, we did prepare for this, honestly. Yeah. We really yeah. did prepare for this. Second place at the Sterling Marathon was
0: Pat G, your old nemesis. Pat G, of course. Oh, Pat G. Big shout out to Pat G if he ever listens to this tripe. Um, the challenge yeah. is, Lucille, can you pronounce Pat G's surname? Oh, um, Gorowski, perhaps? Oh, I don't know. Pat G. He, he, when he's got when he shaved his head, he's 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 a mean looking guy. So hopefully he's not listening to this. This
1: is no disrespect to you, Pat. You yeah. are a, a phenomenal athlete. We've got nothing but respect for you.
0: Um, third place was a real, real exciting um, result for for yeah. Tom Roach, who's um, who's a club runner for its Inch Trail Runners. Big in the northeast. Yeah. Whoop whoop. So yeah, he he came in in two hours and thirty. Three minutes, I yeah. believe. Yeah, Fantastic. which is an amazing result for him. Um, yeah, really came on, and you know the the good thing about Tom is he's, he's he's been a you know he's 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 a veteran as well. So it just shows you you know he's got a bronze individual bronze um, yeah. regardless of, of his age. In fact, actually um, that's
1: a good point. He'll have picked up a, a, first, a yeah, the, first the vet championship as well, yeah. which is phenomenal. I mean, I don't know Tom's uh, background marathon times, but I imagine that's a PB. You know, yeah i think it is
0: um i didn't look at his, his power of 10 but i believe that's a pb for for tom um, he got another good half mile marathon result was it yeah. Ken lost to lossy mouth yeah that's um, correct yeah he got 73
1: minutes was it i think 73
0: yeah yeah uh, so yeah yeah top guy so can, big shout out to tom
1: so on the woman's side we had uh Alison mcgill 5 ac 302 so kudos to her national champion Second was Michelle Mackay, 3.05. And running at the podium was 3.09, Rona Anderson. So you know, really good to see some, to be honest, new names coming through and, and getting national, national medals. I mean, that's, say what you will about moving the Scottish champs. It's really given some new Scottish runners the opportunity to compete, which is great.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I think it's if this was the London Marathon, um, as you know, as part of the Scottish Championship and you 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 know, you come say you come fortieth, forty fifth, fiftieth in the in, in the race overall, um and you were third Scot, you would you would I suppose you would get you wouldn't really get recognised at all. So it gives a little bit of prestige back into the Scottish mm-hmm. Championship, having it um as as a race which is separate to, to London. Um and okay, the field's perhaps not as strong, but London's the strongest field in the world. Um, yeah. So yeah, yes, yeah, so it's been really good to see uh, some of the some, some of these t- runners coming through the through the ranks. Um, I
1: think my main bit of feedback to Scottish Athletics, and I'm sure the Scottish Athletics management team are listening to this, <laughs> that it's great to move in Scotland, but more notice this year is is something we need to see. I mean, you know, I'm sp- speaking to someone who's signed up to run London. Partly because, you know, we thought we had a good team shooting for the Scottish champs. It was quite disappointing to see it move uh, and it was such a late move. You know, people choose the marathons fairly far in advance, book accommodation, book flights and it's, it's not easy to change on the fly. So I'm hoping that we're going to get an announcement, but, you know, sometime in the summer for next year's races from, from, uh, from Scottish Athletics so that club runners can, can really plan accordingly and can, clubs can try and pull their teams together to really compete at these races
0: yeah absolutely tom um just a, a prime example is again going back to our own club metro aberdeen Um the the, the female team last year uh, we 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 won the british i say we yeah, the, the females thing. won the the british marathon team title at london um which is phenomenal and and completely i say unexpected because um we, we're all, everyone was shooting and everyone did so well everyone yeah. got personal bests. Um, you know, Fiona Fiona was what was your wife? Two forty?
1: No, she wasn't that. It was two fifty three, I think
0: she ran there. Sorry sorry, Fiona, that's your current time there. Um and we had Hazel and, and Jen, Jen as well. Um you know, all, all sub three hours, uh, which was amazing. So yeah, it'd be really good next year to get a, a you know, more more teams yeah. involved, um and really make a, a big meal out of it being a Scottish championship. So
1: I think that's probably quite a good time to move on to the weekend previous and have a bit of a chat with the London Marathon which was yeah. which was only uh, just over a week ago now
0: Yeah, I mean, so Tom Tom was uh, fueling for this race he was training hard and, uh, you know, looking for the perfect conditions and I think we all know now that the conditions at London weren't, 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 the, weren't perhaps not the most ideal for for running 2-3 uh, two, two, hours, 4 hours odd uh, or seven hours odd for some people, which is mm. incredible in that heat. Uh, what was the temperature, Tom? What was it twenty? I mean,
1: years? the media, the med- if you believe the media, they talk about 24. I think I'd be lying if I said it was that hot. It was, I think, 20-plus, certainly. And it was, it was a warm day, and, and most results show that. Let's be honest, there's a lot of, uh, you know, my own result was not, if I'm honest, as quick as I'd hoped. I'm not sure if that was to do with the heat or not. But also, there's other guys, you know, there's, one of the leading um, Scottish runners down there, uh, shout out to Will Mackay, Aberdeen Athletic Club, um, maybe not as quick as we would have thought, centrally sees Cameron Mill, another one, We'd, we thought he might have been quicker than that, so you know, I think the results, uh, results kind of show that, but from a Scottish perspective, there was one former Aberdeen base runner who had a superb run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my mate Jack Arnold, uh, shout out to him. Uh, I think he's got a blog called Run Betweeners, I believe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jack uh, went to university. He was in the same, uh, not, not I think he was in. He wasn't in the same year as me, but he was. He was kind of in this. Well, he's in the same club as we were both at uni, and um, he was a what a 38, 38 minute ten k runner, um. And he's he's really just got into running um, again. I think he was doing a lot of CrossFit. That's maybe why he wasn't as good. Um, no disrespect to CrossFitters, but if you're just solely doing that, you're not going to be a great. You're not going uh, ex- to excel fair, in running.
1: I'm fairly sure with a title of running podcast, we're not going to get many CrossFitters. Yeah,
0: that's that's true. Um, yeah, stay away from the CrossFit guys and girls. Uh, so yeah, Jack um, has yeah gone from a 38 minute 10k run to. 32 and his his marathon time is from I think it was easy 254 253 his first marathon to 231 yeah. so he was the second other than Will McKay he was the the the, the second quickest um well he was he was the quickest Scot um running for the he was running for a Scottish club Bell Houston whereas yeah. Will was running for uh, Bedford and County but yeah, they were both both awesome results. Certainly, Jack's result was the standout one for me.
1: Mm-hmm. I think we can. I mean, from a, it's a difficult one to look through the results and pick out. You know, we're trying to focus on Scottish running here. There's, um, you know, not a huge number of, of of the sort of quicker Scottish guys are down. If we're honest, um, but I think what we can say is, you know, our our own club we had a good with a good three running. Um, we were led home by Chris Richardson, who had an. I mean, an epic run. If, you've, if you're on Strava, look him up. He'll appreciate the kudos. It's what he lives for. Um, a superb 239 he ran to you know, negative split on those conditions is, is, is absolutely phenomenal. It's a, it really is a beautiful race, as, uh, as Kipchoge would say. Um, myself in 240, and then Ben Ward, 241. So we were really pleased to have three guys uh, running, running those sort of times. And looking at the results, we were the first Scottish club home. Um, whoop, whoop. which is, which is great and uh, and yeah, and fifteenth in, in britain, which we were we were chuffed with, so it 's a good result there um, on the women's side we had uh, there was i 'm not sure where the first Scottish woman home was
0: oh I uh, it 's difficult to pick no, it out yeah' the, quite, the quite difficult to pick through through the results, but um yeah we'll maybe maybe Marie Baxter it could have been yeah, it could have been Marie Baxter, andreve' um, certainly one of the top top Scots um I think she finished in 309. Uh, again, she'll be. I'm. I'm not sure how happy she was um, with her time. Um, but again, it's. It, it was diff- You know, the conditions weren't. weren't yeah. very um, favourable for anyone really. Um,
1: I mean, what, what What's amazing is
0: to look at the women's, the women's championship times. You know, the,
1: from the from the British Championship pen, 2:44 is the quickest time home, and it's. That really. That's quite telling. It's not that quick. You know, for. For someone to win a British uh, a British medal, and equally the elites the elites time show that as well.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, so you know, before the before London Marathon before the start, um, you know, there was a lot of hype of breaking world records, not just in you know both the male and the female um, fields. So both both races, tend, you know, they went off like a bat out of hell. Um, you know they were really shooting for the world record. I think by halfway they were both both fields were were, were yeah, under on, it, yeah. on, on world record pace um, and again typical from looking at all the splits from the half marathon to the to the second half um yeah a lot of a lot of the good a lot of the runners did blow up fairly significantly um, i think
1: the the highlight of the blow ups uh, or the blow up award for the london marathon needs to go to uh, adola who absolutely. who was uh, a lot of listeners who follow athletics will know was a uh, really pushed Kipchoge to the the line in Berlin last year? I think 2.04 they ran, and uh, I may be a minute out there. But he's they come to London, gone through halfway in seventy one seventy two, and has come home in two thirty two. Ouch! I mean, so that's a, what's
0: that for the second half marathon? That's
1: uh, that was about ninety minutes.
0: Oh, ninety minutes! There you go. So
1: so I mean, many many British vests or British club runners, I should say, going past him, which is probably quite sweet. A thing to do, um, so yeah, yeah. So that that's just an example of the, of how badly some people found the conditions, particularly at the elite end. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: it's it is interesting looking at the results. I mean, a lot of the South Africans, you know, having the fact that they suffered in the heat, and, and it's it's in Britain, you know, they they live in you know really hot countries, um, so it just shows mm. you, um, have you know having to really take care of the conditions, which I suppose leads us on to um, again uh, what happened at the Commonwealth Games. Um, yeah. Callum Hawkins you know leading leading all the way up uh, until the last 40k where he collapsed, um, which was really, really shocking to see uh, watching it on live on TV um, and yeah, luckily he's, he's okay now, um you know he's, he's, um, he's back in the game, um, recovering well, so yeah uh, hopefully he, he's back on on the men quite soon and ready to tear up the streets of, for his next marathon or his next race.
1: But as, as as sad as we were for Callum, um, what on the other hand you have to look at our local runner and friend of the show, Robbie Simpson. Robbie Simpson, who, yeah. Who big showed shout out exactly to how to run in the heat. I mean he's he's run he's run a conservative race, he's run a time that is not as quick as his own times. two nineteen he ran. Yeah. Um, I think he, Robbie runs a two fourteen or maybe quicker 2.12, yeah, two twelve. Two two fourteen. Two fourteen. Yeah, and and he's you know, he's absolutely he's come through the field and he's Pick, he's walked away with a bronze medal. at yeah. the Commonwealths.
0: that's amazing. Yeah, real, yeah, real um, success for Robbie. Um, you could see it. You know, you, all, all over social media, the, the the look in his face going past the line was just amazing. So, yeah, a big shout out to Robbie. Um, yeah, well done. Uh, he's back back in Scotland now. And, and hopefully
1: we can hopefully we can get Robbie on the on the on the show. Soon. I,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you have better banter than myself and Tom. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, just to wrap up on London, then go back to the British. Uh, I think it wouldn't be f- complete to talk ab- would not talk about Mo Farah. Great to see a Brit in third place, bronze medal at the London Marathon.
0: Yeah, I was. I, I yeah, you know, I was surprised. Uh, I wasn't surprised that he would he was third, but I, I didn't expect him to get a podium. Um no. You know, given the the, the caliber of the athletes, he was was he not ranked in twentieth place coming was, into this it was or high, something?
1: Yeah, it was maybe eighteenth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for him to come come away with bronze is, is really good. Um, do you think?
1: So the question is one Mo So so Mo's now got the British record, two six yep. thirty thirty one I think it is two six thirty. Do you think Mo will go quicker? And do you think he has a shot at Tokyo?
0: Oh, good question, Tommy. Putting me in the spot here. I'm so glad this isn't live. Um, I think he's going to go quicker. Um given how hot London was, um if you get a cooler day, you get the right conditions. Uh it's his second, it's his first real stab at a, a marathon. Um he, he he now knows how to how to play the game now. Mm. Um now that he's got another one under his belt. So yeah, I, I think he's definitely going to go quicker. Um I don't think he's going to ever get the record, the world record. I think uh, that's going to go to Kipchoge um, again at the right conditions, um, so yeah, at Tokyo, I think he's going to, yeah, he's probably going to go, give it a shot, but, the
1: thing about Tokyo is, Mo, as he on the track, I mean, I know Mo divides opinion, but, he's a championship runner,
0: absolutely, know, and, yeah, and, you
1: yeah. know, he's on a 206 marathon, championship, championship races can be won in 206, 207, yeah, so, he's yeah. got
0: those wheels, he's got the wheels, Tom's been the devil's advocate here, um, I'm going to say, he's he's, if, if the other guys play the play the marathon race well, um, and they go for a fast time, I think they'll they'll run the wheels off them. Mo's very good under under tactics. Uh, you look at him on the track; he's he he, he tucks in behind. He knows what the guys are going to do, and he's got that amazing kick finish, um, sprint finish, I suppose. So yeah, I I don't know in the, in the marathon if if that's going to be as um, applicable, but we'll wait and see. Mm. Two more years to go, exciting years. times.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to fend off the returning hungry Callum Hawkins as well. Which I mean, two hundred six is is quick, but you know, I think we all have faith that Callum can certainly move on beyond t- two hundred ten anyway. And and once you're into that those realms, then you know, in the marathon, you never know what may happen. So
0: yeah, when you look at the marathon, uh, a lot of the you know a lot of the winners are unexpected winners. Um, you know, and like you look at the Commonwealth Games. Mm. Um, you look at some of the other ones, you know. Yeah, Tom. Tom has got a point. Sometimes you can it can be some random uh, who 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 wins it. No one's heard of. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting times. It's exciting times for British athletic, British marathon running, mm. um, and certainly in the male fields. Anyway, with with Callum and, and Mo and. Uh, and Robbie as well yeah, of um, Robbie Johnny you know, Meller, Johnny Meller as well yeah uh, so he's again a sub 210 guy now yeah um, so yeah really exciting to see and um, just a shame that Steve Jones' record did go um, you know but he's had it for about 30 years now hasn't he so it was about time it, it went to be honest
1: yeah yeah I think I mean yeah time to go I think uh, I think Johnny Meller was 212 and there was one of the who's the Welsh lad who went sub 210 uh, do you, Dewey. Dewey Griffiths.
0: Dewey Griffiths. Yeah.
1: So straight anyway. Strong time for British marathoning, but we're here to focus on Scotland anyway. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up London marathon. Yeah, I think so. We're, we are rambling a bit here. I hope you're still <laughs> with us. The last, the last race we want to talk about this week, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll moving on. We'll talk week by week on races. But a couple of weeks ago, it was the or last week. I should say it was the the Balmoral race series, which is a local se- a local set of events um, held out at the Bormoro Estate there's a a 5k, a 10k, a 15 miler which Kyle did and he'll talk about and uh, a duathlon so there's a really there's a big a a lot lot going on a real family day it's a fantastic event I was sad not to go this year Um, and, uh, and yeah some some interesting results Kyle
0: yeah, it's um the first time I did the Balmoral races was uh my god what's it 2000 it was about tw- it was actually 20 years ago. Um 20 years ago when it was ra- it was uh, organized by Brendan Foster um of the Nova the yep. Great Run series. That's right, yeah. Um and that year was oh god how old am I I would have been about 12 years old. Um there was a lot of the, there was you know there was a lot of Fond, fond memories, and and also some memories that I would love to forget, um, but they're still they're still fresh in my mind. That probably the, that memory which I'm trying to erase was when Jimmy Savile was there, oh, known no. to us. Um, he. he uh, we're definitely cutting that. Yeah, uh, and I was wearing my tartan running shorts, um, as well. So so that wasn't that wasn't good. But his hands were above above waist height, and they were my my parents were watching them, um, and taking pictures. Right, onto <laughs> the run, onto the running. Cow. Was okay, that, the, that yeah. was, the Paula that was cow? Year, yeah that was the year Paula Radcliffe r- ran and she broke the five mile world record as well. Um, and yeah, I managed to get. Um, I think I got a bronze that year actually. Um, and I think it was like a two mile race, uh, road race, and uh, I got on the podium. And Paula Radcliffe gave me a little kiss. And nice. uh, I had I hadn't washed better my than face. Jimmy? Oh yeah, much better than Jimmy. Um, he didn't. He didn't. He just shook my hand. I think. As far as I know, back to running again. Yeah. Um, so, so this year, yeah. So this year, um, yeah. There is a few cracking results. Uh, our our good friend Kenny Wilson. Big shout out to Kenny. We're going to again. We're going to try and get him on the podcast. Um, he's already, in fact, he 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 wants to be on the podcast. So, um, yeah. I'm hoping he's going to be listening. He won't after to he's listened to this. I can ah, tell ah. you that. <laughs> so yeah, um, Ke- Kenny was going for the record and. Um, and he absolutely obliterated it. Uh, he broke the record, the 5K record, um, by seven seconds. And the record was held by a uh, Olympian, Scottish Olympian, Andrew Butcher, which he, he did in 1448. So he broke, Kenny broke it by seven seconds in 1441, which is an awesome time. Um, he'll be delighted with that time. Uh, it is a really fast course. Um, so yeah, uh, next year, if you are thinking of trying to go for a fast 5K, Get yourself along in the Balmoral 5K. Yeah, um, Jenny Bannerman from Inverness Harriers. Um, yeah, she had a great race as well. She stormed through in 17:01. Not a personal best for Jenny, but I'm sure she'll be happy with the win.
1: I think you said the thing about Jenny is she is so consistent. I mean, how many times a year do you see Jenny Bannerman in a result running between, say, 16:40 and 17 minutes? I don't, I can't, I don't know what her PB is, but she's always, she's consistently running those times. She's a regular in Aberdeen for the 3k series she runs yep. consistently 9.50 around about there so yeah good good to see her coming across and getting a win there
0: yeah Jenny's been on the go I don't take this the wrong way Jenny um, probably as long as I have um, I remember watching Jenny um, doing doing the, the middle distance races at the Inverness track I think it was called the Grampian the Grampian Athletics Television League um, or the Grampian Television Athletics League something like that
1: how old um, are you?
0: God, how old, 32 years old, so I'm, I'm getting on. Um, but yeah, it was when we were, yeah, she, I think she did sprints as well, actually. I think she was doing like 200 metres, 400 metres, that kind of stuff as well. Um, so yeah, she stepped up the distance and um, is, is, you know, absolutely owning it and has also won a few mm. Scottish vests as well. So yeah, well done, Jenny. So, um, yes, and so then
1: on to the, the 10K. So the 10K was won this year by... Another Scotland international, Andrew Douglas, and,
0: and a GB international. And a GB international. He sorry, th- he's he's a, a world class mountain runner. He came fifth at the World Mountain Running Trophy a couple of years ago now. Um, so yeah, a, an outstanding athlete um, in in all different uh, varieties of disciplines, from cross country to to ma- to half marathons to to also hills and mountains. Mm. So yeah, really talented runner. Uh, so yeah, he stormed one by God. Two or three minutes. Yeah. And
1: 32 14, he ran, which on that course, I mean, anyone who's run Balmoral will know that Balmoral is famous for its hill halfway through and it's ending it's, uh, it but a quick course. So, fair play to Andrew. We'll touch on him later because he actually then went on and ran the next day at the 15 miler. But to close out on the 10K, the women's winner was Claire Bruce of Metro Aberdeen, uh, leading home of the club in eight, 38 33, which is great. Um, Claire's an athlete who's Made huge progress in the last year. She uh, she was unlucky with injury last year, but it's it's really good to see Claire coming back now. And this is, I'm sure, the only the start of uh, of this. Of, you know, what's going to be a good season for her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think she might be running the five k, the Scottish Championship five k. Yeah, yep, yeah, this yeah. Friday. So yeah, uh, good luck to Claire. And yeah, hopefully you can get back back to where you were um, from last year. So yeah. Yeah.
1: And then the last, the last race we want to talk about of of the Balmoral season was the 15 miler, which is a a 15 mile trail race. And uh, having won comfortably the the 10K the day before, uh, Andrew Douglas went and showed Kyle how to run on a 15 mile trail race and destroyed him. To be honest,
0: I I didn't expect anything less. To be honest, Um, I've got no excuses. My my my. If I did have an excuse, it would be that I, I was trying to taper for the Highland Fling. But hey, even if I, I I went out there and I gave it gave it gave it a good shot, and uh, he was three minutes ahead of me. So yeah, congratulations, yeah, yeah. Andrew, and and absolutely smashing it, smashing it across that course. So. And on the women's well side,
1: the women's race was won by friend and wife of the podcast, Debbie Gregg, Cal's wife, uh, who is more often than not a triathlon, uh, but a. Ver- triathlete i should say turning her hand to running regularly has uh, has gone out and almost taken a course record
0: yeah Great run. absolutely well done debbie um i'm not going to give her uh, i'm not going to blow her trumpet too much um because uh, yeah she she did pretty well though Um she almost she was quite close to angela mudge's um 15 mile record uh, so yeah big shout out to debbie um I'm sure she's glad she's got a mention on this show eventually. It just shows what you do when you, 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 you run instead of just doing all these triathlons. So, yeah, well done, Debbie.
1: So I think that closes on the, what has been quite a lengthy recap of recent running results. Uh, we will try and shorten that in future. Uh, but those of, those of you who are still listening, we'll have a, what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to have a quick chat about what's coming up uh, in the racing calendar. And first and foremost, the Scottish Championships continue. We had the Ultra Trail this, Sunday, this Saturday. Sorry. We had the Marathon Champs this Sunday. And this Friday, we've got the Scottish National 5K Road Championships, which is, uh, as always, being incorporated into the Silver Nows uh, in Edinburgh. They're um, the self-transcendence right. 5K. So um, a strong squad from the northeast going down. And... Uh, it's a course that if the conditions are right, you will run a very fast time there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Tom. Um, I've, not done this fi- I've not done the 5K, um, but looking at the past results, there's been some really, really fast times. Um, so, yeah, it'll be really good to see what, what the, the guys can do. Um,
1: if I uh, was... I mean, I haven't seen a start list, but you've, you would imagine that the Edinburgh Uni girls will show up in force? I mean... Uh, girls like Mary McLennan, Steph Pennycook, who have been dominant on this, the cross country scene so far, both running uh, strong ten ks, I think recently as well. So and road relays and what and what So y- you can't really look beyond them. I don't think. I get. I would imagine Jenny Bannerman will be going down.
0: Yeah, I would. I would hope, yeah, I would hope so. Um, there's definitely going to be a real depth, and I think that's why you know not only is it a flat course, the conditions are good, but the depth of the race. Um, You've got everyone, you know. Everyone's you can tuck in behind people. You can you can work together, um, and really that 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 drag which which you know, you, you don't you you, you know you, is reduced when you are running behind people, um, and you can end up saving you know between two or three seconds per kilometre, yeah. Um, just by you know not have just by being able to tuck in behind somebody. So yeah, it's a real uh, real opportunity for some some fast times. Um, so yeah, it'll be good to. Good to see the results afterwards.
1: Yeah, so we'll talk about that next week. Um, I think that's all that's really come up this weekend. I'm not aware of any other races this weekend.
0: No, I don't I don't think there's that many races coming up this weekend. That The 5K is on the Friday night. Um, there's obviously park runs. Um, we'll probably chat about some of the park runs uh, around the area um, and some of the times that people do. Um, some success stories as well Um so yeah uh, the, again i'm sure some of you already know what a parkrun is but it's a it's a 5k timed event uh, it's free to enter you just sign up you register online and yeah you can go along um, and, and turn up with your barcode and once you yeah you take your barcode you scan it and later a couple hours later you've got your result and um, so it's a really good way of indica- you know measuring how well you're training's going um or or also how fast you hopefully th- how much I, you improve
1: i can i promise you listeners that we will leave the park one chat to martin talk moving forward <laughs> that's uh, that's their domain
0: but yeah that's yeah that's true so
1: um yeah so in terms of what we've got coming up uh, obviously kyle has run the highland fling last weekend i've had london marathon the week la- the week before last so we're both kind of regrouping now for the next races. Yeah, so what have um, you got up I was
0: going to ask you that question. You got <laughs> there before me. Um, so my next big race is the Mozart 100km race, which is um, in Salzburg in Austria. So that's on the 16th of June. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got a little bit of time to recover. I'll recover for a week, a week and a half, 10 days, um, uh, easy running, a little bit of cycling, and I'll get back into some, some good hard training. Um, which will probably last uh, uh, probably about three or four four weeks, um, and then I'll have to taper for that. And yeah, it's uh, it's an, it's part of the Ultra Trail World Tour, so it's part of the the seri- the tour that I I ran in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping it's going to count to to world ranking points for for the for the Ultra Trail series. So yeah, hopefully I can improve on. Um, I learnt quite a lot in the Highland Fling. Um, I found that I was. Perhaps needing to improve my strength. Um, so that's something I'm going to work on in the next few weeks. So not that many races coming up other than that, to be honest. What about you, Tom?
1: So I'm, I'm going to spend the next month or two, maybe three months on trying to get my 10k down. So the first that will come, I think it's maybe a bit too soon, but we have the Baker Hughes 10k or the GE Baker Hughes 10k, I should say, which is the, the biggest 10k race in, in Aberdeen. Uh, I'll run that a big big turner from our club most likely and then in June I'll be running the the our, another Aberdeen based 10k the Metro Aberdeen Beach 10k which is a Tuesday night event, Tuesday the 5th of June sign up if you're in the area and, uh, and yeah between those two I'll be using just to try and uh, sharpen up a bit and um, I'm looking for a 10k sometime late July as a as a you know a real target race because I'm Really looking to see how June-July is a kind of uh, cycle of getting my 10k time down and then look at heading towards an autumn marathon after that. But we'll see how the how the, the next couple of months go and uh, get the recovery on the go from this marathon.
0: You know, Tom's, Tom's in great shape just now. Um, He's in every OK, he never got a personal best at uh, London. Uh, you know, the conditions had a huge, you know, they, they, they did certainly impact in that. Um, but, yeah, he's he's, he's, um, he's in shape to run run a quick tank here, I think.
1: The problem, I mean, the problem with London was Kyle told me to drink beetroot juice the week <laughs> leading up to the marathon. I drank beetroot juice every day with my porridge on the week leading up to the marathon. What happened? It didn't go to plan. So, uh, Kyle, you're going to have to take some of the credit for this. Beetroot juice is... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not the magic potion you sold it to me as. I, I'm...
0: I uh I, I disagree with Tom. I think he's blaming his uh, blaming his tools. Um and on this one here. Uh I, 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 I've d I have have had a good and a bad experience with beetroot juice. Um my first ultra I was drinking beetroot juice and I think I drank I drank too much, um and I think I got quite quite not ill, but felt really sick and I ended up puking it all over a lay by. Um and I was actually way back home. So I I I'm not gonna manage to do this ultra race but um, I, I recovered well, and I I got in the GB team. Um, so yeah, so, beetroot be, yeah. be juice helps. Maybe you just don't take it in smaller portions. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I I just uh, I think the beetroot juice was uh was 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 good. I know there's good studies behind that, and we can talk about that at a future podcast, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. So I think we 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 want I we want to just go and ask one more question from our listener. Um, we might have got this question from from my wife, um, but at least hopefully she's going to listen to this and slate the pod- podcast, but or certainly give us constructive um, feedback. So, Tom, I'm going to ask you this question first. So, what fuel strategy did you both, well, did we take during, or did you take during your marathon at London? Other than the beetroot juice, so- during the race, what were you. What kind of, what were you taking?
1: So for a marathon, I, so I PB'd last year in Chicago and was delighted with the run. So I did exactly what I did in Chicago. So uh, porridge for breakfast, standard, uh, a bottle of Active Root beforehand, which is a, a ginger based sports drink, which is, has a, for me, a good enough amount of carbs in it to uh, carbohydrate as a, as a fueling, uh, beforehand. Through the race, I take four gels, so one at ten k, one at twenty k, one at thirty k, one at thirty-five k. So I use Cliff gels, which, um, to be honest, they've been I've, I've been fine with, but this time they didn't sit so well on my stomach. I don't think so. I'm considering changing, so that's something for our listeners. If you've got any recommendations on gels, throw them out to us. I'm I'm keen to hear. But uh, I do think when you look at the for someone who's running, a, you know, two and a half to two forty-five marathon. Three or four gels uh, for me, anyway, is, is is really what you need. Um, it was a hot day, so I had a lot of water, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably the the sweet spot for me. Three three to four gels. How about you?
0: Everyone's, from what I know, you know, everyone's got different ways of fueling. Um, for me, certainly for for a marathon, um, because it's not as long as an ultra, obviously. Um, I tend to just go for gels, and um, they're much easier to absorb um, compared to solids. Um, I know some people like some of the, the jelly kind of based, um, what are they call uh, cliff shots, oh, the blocks, the blocks um, which are, which aren't too bad. But um, but yeah, I, I tend to stick with the gels. Um, I'm not really that bothered what kind of gels they are. Um, I've got a stomach, an iron stomach. I can I eat sweets every day all the days um, so yeah I don't really get too many, too many issues with my stomach so there,
1: there you go kids if you want to be a GB trail runner eat sweets every day Cal Greg says so
0: it's helped me out maybe give me five more years it's uh, my cholesterol levels might, might go tips <laughs> up but <laughs> we'll see what happens yeah but yeah from an ultra perspective um, I tend to stick with gels as well um, obviously we need to keep keep hydrated as well so sometimes we'll go for the energy drinks um but yeah yeah long ultra races sometimes you'll, you you would need to have some solids and um, it's probably not that good having too many gels Um if you do read some of the labels and gel packets do say uh, please do not take any don't say please do not take this take <laughs> no what. take no more than four gels a day Um so yeah bear that in mind as well especially if you're not running or doing anything you're just sitting there don't just eat gels willy-nilly
1: hope that answers your question Debbie
0: yeah hopefully Debbie that's um, integral advice for you there
1: very good so we'll wrap it up there um, Kyle what have you got r- coming up this week
0: oh not really much just um, getting some cycling and uh, Debbie wants me to go out for some cycles the, the summer's the summer's almost here um, and I'm just laying off the running for, for a week um, maybe some easy runs but yeah my muscles are have had a fair impact Um this weekend, so just taking it easy, what's the non-weight bearing? So yeah, Tom, where are you jet-setting this week?
1: So I'm uh, I'm continuing my marathon recovery by heading off um, cycling in Mallorca this week, so uh, last week was the first, uh, the first week post-marathon, so I didn't do much running at all, uh, this week I will do a bit more, but I'm going to have a good week on the bike and then come back hopefully with a tan ready to... Ready to start running again and, yeah, and ho- look at these 10Ks.
0: Absolutely, hopefully he's got a tan for the show. Um, yeah, so who are you going with? You going with who-
1: I'm, going, I'm going with a good friend of the show, uh, Jeremy Kibble, Sluggy, the Slug Champ. Big shout out to Sluggy. Yeah, Who's a, a, a real local hero and a uh, former Metro Aberdeen runner and now Goss Cube uh, gobbler, Ali McMillan, so um, yeah, so hopefully we'll get a good, uh, plenty, of, plenty of cycling, but running and and a few beers in uh, Mallorca.
0: That sounds epic. Well, we're all working hard. Brilliant. Ah, well, you enjoy that, Tom. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to finish off now. Um, w- we would like to, we've actually got a couple of things. We've we've got an email address, which is tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. And we've also created a Facebook page, and that's at Tartan Running Shorts. Perhaps next week we might tell you why it's called Tartan Running Shorts. Um <laughs> That's uh, perhaps maybe maybe not a, the Jimmy Savile story was probably the the most crudest story of them all. Um, this for this podcast, so yeah, we'll maybe leave that until next week. Yeah. Um, but if so. you've
1: if you've got if you've listened, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully you've made it this far. Um, feel free to email us on that tartanrunningshorts at gmail dot or uh, or go on our Facebook page. We'll put links to both on. Show notes, I guess, when we work out how to do that. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, you know, thanks for your patience. But
0: hopefully, this will this will be a smooth, slick, oiled machine in the coming weeks.
1: Absolutely, it's like a negative split. This podcast—it's going to be—we're just
0: a bit of shambolic at the start, but we're going to come, we're going to come through at the end. Yeah, we'll we'll be we'll be fired up next week. Anyway, right, thanks for listening. All the best. Happy running.